Hi, my friends, and welcome to Coach Boss Energy. This is the podcast for new and aspiring coaches who are ready to level up in their business and lean into their authority as a badass coach and CEO. I'm your host, Lindsay Sacco, your pocket-sized MBA with five years of consulting and coaching experience, and I'm ready to get real and raw about it all. From launching a coaching business that's set up to scale to growing your business to those shiny, consistent 10K months and beyond, I'm sharing everything. So cozy in and let's get to business. I see so many people leaning into the quote unquote hustle, feeling like the way to success is to work harder for more hours, filling their days with tasks just to feel busy. So I, I just got to talk about it, okay? That's, that's what I want to talk about today. There is a difference between busy and productive, and I'm going to give my hot take today on why you don't have to be busy to be productive. So let's dig in. Let's define some terms before I get all crazy deep into my hot takes. What does busy mean? Busy is doing, 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 filling your calendar with tasks so that there isn't any idle time. Productive, on the other hand, means making meaningful progress on goals. Now, in business, there are high-leverage tasks and low-leverage tasks. High-leverage tasks are those that make a direct impact on the revenue and output of your business. They are tasks that generate revenue, attract and convert clients, and provide value to your clients. That's why they're high-leverage. You put in a little bit of time and you get an awesome return on it. Then there are low leverage tasks, things that don't really make an impact on the revenue and output of your business. Things like spending time on strategies that don't generate any real meaningful results, like customers, paying customers, and things like administrative backend stuff that needs to happen but doesn't really help pay the bills. Now, both high and low leverage tasks might be necessary to run a business, But the time you spend doing each should not necessarily be equal. They're not necessarily both equally important. In fact, 80% of your time should be spent doing high leverage tasks. And as soon as you have the ability to hire out, the remaining low leverage tasks should be offboarded from you, the CEO, whose real talent and time should be fully immersed in generating awesome value for your clients and attracting those clients in the first place so that you're getting paid. Now, if you're nodding your head like, duh, I know I'm supposed to be doing high leverage tasks, great, I hear you, but here's the deal. Most people know it, but way too many of us don't follow that advice. And it's not your fault. We live in a culture that prioritizes busy over productivity. Now, we say that we live in a productivity culture, but what we really live in is a culture that promotes filling every minute of your day and looking busy. Have you ever worked a job that was fairly easy for you and it was so easy that you were able to finish a day's work in half the time? I have been there and I felt so guilty for spending the rest of my day watching YouTube or scrolling through Instagram. That was me not not too long ago and I remember just feeling so bad about myself even though what it really meant was that I was able to be more productive than everyone else. I got more work done in half the time, and oh, by the way, I got to spend the rest of the day how I wanted. But every minute I was spent not doing work, even if I didn't have work to do, felt wrong. Now, what's the opposite of that look like? The opposite looks like someone who either 
slows down their pace, stretches out the day, does that same amount of work a little bit slower just for the sake of looking busy, or someone who creates more work for themselves, which, you know, if there are way too many tasks to be completed and not enough people, sure. But then in that case, you're still busy. It's just that it wasn't necessarily on your original to-do list. But if you're just creating work for yourself for the sake of creating work that doesn't really need to be done or isn't urgent or necessary, then you're also doing the same thing. You're falling into the trap of putting more work on your plate and becoming less productive with your time. And it's only natural because that's the way that generations past have built the workplace. Luckily, things are changing, but it's ingrained in so many of us that we need to stay busy or else we feel lazy or unaccomplished. When we're uncomfortable with simply being done, we create tasks for ourselves. Because when we're uncomfortable, we try to give ourselves a band-aid solution to quickly remove ourselves from that discomfort instead of working through it. But here's the deal. When we try to become busy for the sake of being busy, at best, we eat into the time we could have spent allowing ourselves to just enjoy other hobbies or relax. And at worst, which this is often the case, we actually serve to derail ourselves from our previous work and suck precious resources and attention from the strategies that we need to be spending more time on, from the tasks that we need to be spending more time on when we redirect it onto other things that are keeping us busy. So what do I mean by that? Have you ever gotten done with everything you wanted to do in a day and have time to spare? So you decided to start a new project or try a random marketing tactic that didn't necessarily have any strategy to it. It didn't necessarily fit into the larger picture of your business. And you start sinking more money and more time into it and it ends up flopping because, let's face it, it was mostly an afterthought anyway. It confuses your customers. It's pulling energy from other things that you want to do and it slowly starts to spiral out of control and it becomes this project that you didn't even want to do in the first place. I have been there. A lot of people have been there and it's no surprise. Entrepreneurs are hardwired to be workhorses. We have ambitious goals. We often have a million amazing ideas floating in our heads or if we're lucky somewhere on a notepad and we're brimming with energy flowing in a million different directions. It's way too easy to become busy without any direction on how to translate that into productivity. So today I want to talk all about four different ways that you can go from busy to productive so you can actually get more done and make meaningful progress on your goals. If that sounds good, we're going to dig in right now. Now the first one here that I have is to set aside time for short-term, mid-term, and long-term strategizing. I want you to set an appointment on your calendar at the top of every month with yourself to have a strategy meeting. And I want you to look at how last month went and I want you to put together goals for your future. Now, short-term goals are one to three months in time. Midterm goals are about three to nine months in time. And long-term goals are one year plus in time. For each time period, I want you to set your monthly revenue goal. And then under that, I want you to figure out how many clients you need to serve to reach that goal. And if you have multiple products, obviously, I want you to break that up into the different products and how many clients you need to serve in each one. And then your overall strategy for how you're going to achieve those goals. And I want you to start long-term and then work backwards towards short-term. So start with long-term, go to mid-term, and then end with short-term. I also want you to note any major activities that will happen as it relates to those goals. So for example, if part of your strategy is to launch a new product, 
that needs to be part of that planning. I need you to, I need you to mark roughly on a timeline when that's going to happen. So I want you to create a rough outline of everything that needs to happen between now and that time. No need to get super detailed or anything here, but note the major outline of that of the next month, three months, six months, etc. So when you're doing the, the year-long plan, I don't want you to go so nitty-gritty into the day-by-day or even the week-by-week. I want you to just go like, January, this is when this is going to happen. February, this is when this is going to happen. Very big brush strokes. Then as you go to the midterm, it's a little bit more, more in, 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 zoomed in. I want you to work through what's going to happen when. And then once you get to the short term, that's when you're really going to narrow in. Then there you're going to really get specific about all the tasks that need to happen to execute on that strategy and only those tasks. I don't need you to put in all the administrative stuff. I don't need you to put in all of the side projects you want to get started. I want you to only put in the exact tasks that are going to get you to that goal. And again, this comes from strategy, right? You're building a strategy here. So obviously that means there's a little bit of experimentation and there's a lot of injecting what you know has worked in the past. And then you're going to get super clear about how you're going to make that strategy happen, the tactics to it. Because when you're able to get really clear about those from the beginning, it helps you stay focused when you're in the weeds, when you're actually rolling up your sleeves and doing it. Because the stress of being in it can make it super easy to get sidetracked, to pull your focus, to get shiny object syndrome. So when you're in the thick of it, you can look back to the short-term plan that you made and make sure that you're on track to hitting those goals. Make sure that you're doing the things you said you were going to do and you're not getting distracted by the things that weren't on that list in the first place. Okay, so now that you've zoomed out and then you've zoomed back in and you've really got an outline of your business over the next few months, you're going to want to assess how things have been going in your business in the past. So step two is to look at what's working for you in your business. How did you get your last client? Where have you been getting the most engagement? If you haven't gotten a client yet, if you're just starting out or you haven't gotten your client yet, where have you had your biggest aha moment and where have you been able to connect with your ideal future customer? Maybe you haven't been able to convert them, but where have you found them? Where have you been able to connect with them? What have been those really good conversations? I want you to be super specific here and think about how much time you're spending doing each of these tasks. And then I want you to increase it. If you got your last customer by giving awesome value in different Facebook groups where your ideal future customer is hanging out and you spend about an hour a day doing that, think about upping it to two hours. Start tracking the data that you're getting in right, how much time you're spending on each marketing tactic and what's giving you the best results number-wise. Be honest with yourself. Be very objective here and then increase the throttle on those things. Simply put, do more of what's working. But don't use your gut or a feeling or an emotion to figure out what is working. Be honest and objective with yourself. Look at the data See what the numbers are telling you, then lean in and do more of that. Okay, we're cruising on to number three already, and that is to look at what's draining your energy the most. So this is the flip side of the last point. Is there something that's causing you a bunch of stress in your business, a task or an activity that is just draining you emotionally? Is there something that's completely foreign to you and you're struggling to wrap your mind around it? You're trying to make it work, but it's just not working. 
or you're trying to get it set up, but it keeps crashing or breaking on you. This could be a tech thing. This could be a strategy thing. What is causing you tension? What is stressful to you? And is there a task you're doing that is taking up a bunch of your time, but nothing's really coming out of it? So for example, if you've been spending a bunch of your time uh, with something tech-related in your business, and um, let's say it's like building your website, and you've been working on the back end to build a brand new website, you have something that's working okay, but you've been spending hours and hours and hours redesigning it, revamping it, trying to do it all yourself, and you're not a website designer, and you don't really know what you're doing, and so you're getting super stressed in the evenings, just like slodging your way through it. That would be in this list of something that's causing you a bunch of stress and maybe preventing you from making progress in other areas of your business because you're fixating on it. Or maybe you've been trying to master TikTok and you're getting super frustrated because you're gaining no traction. Maybe you have like seven followers and very little engagement. I want you to take a beat, look at all of those activities, look at the things that are causing you the most stress and anxiety And look at what the goal of them, what each of the goals are for each of those activities are and assess if you're meeting those goals. So if we're going to use the website example, what is the goal of the website? I want you to get specific about the goal as it relates to one of two categories, generating income or serving clients better. Now, if your goal with the website is to maybe attract more clients or more customers and you're realizing that no one's ever really told you that your website sucks or you've actually gotten some pretty good results with people cold traffic coming to your website then maybe that time isn't being spent on something that's actually going to make a difference in the goals that you set maybe something else will do better at generating more clients or bringing in more um, leads. So in other words, look at the goal. If your goal isn't related to bringing in more customers or serving your customers better, and more importantly, if the task that you're doing isn't actually going to achieve those goals or actively isn't achieving those goals, then put it to the side, right? Same with the TikTok example. If your goal is to get clients, because at the end of the day, that's the goal of marketing. It shouldn't just be to get followers. You want followers that are going to do something and want to buy from you. And it's not happening, then this isn't a good use of your time. At least not right now while you're still working on the short-term growth of your business and trying to get those short-term goals checked off. I want to zoom out because I, I get a lot of people saying, well, not every strategy I'm working on is for short-term gain. Most of my strategies are for the long game. And to that I say, great, that's awesome. But long-term strategies don't just magically happen in one year from today, right? It's a series of short-term actions that lead to the long-term success. So what that means is there needs to be some sort of thoughtful approach to how you start making progress on those goals in the short term, start seeing some results of them in the short term so that you know that there's going to be It's going to culminate in some sort of goal achievement in the long term. So all of that is to say when you're building a long-term strategy, it's a series of short-term strategies that group together to form a long-term outcome. And the reason why I'm highlighting that right now is because 
I want you to be spending time doing things that give you immediate results, but that also prove to you that there are going to be bigger results in the long term. Because at the end of the day, when you're new, when you're creating a business, you don't have time to just sit in, in, in hope that you're going to get thousands and thousands of dollars from a strategy eight, eight months from now when you need to pay your bills today. So I want you to prioritize and practice learning how to create long-term strategies. But I want you to do that so that you learn how to chunk those out into smaller periods of time that are more manageable and more actionable so that you can actually start seeing results today that compound and grow exponentially so that in the future you're meeting those big, huge, awesome long-term goals that you have without having to wait until then to see any results at all. I hope that makes sense. I'm all about testing out new strategies and trying new things. And that's why my next trick is going to hopefully satisfy that part of you. If you're listening to me saying all this and you're you're thinking, but when am I going to experiment? When am I going to create and just try new things, right? The fourth and final thing I want you to do in order to go from busy to productive is to keep a space where you can track new ideas that come into your mind. Look, I get it. You're an ideator, a visionary, a creative. I am too. That's why you started a coaching business. You've got buckets of ideas that the world is waiting to experience, but sometimes that can be to your detriment. If you're like me, you get shiny object syndrome. You get so excited about new things popping into your mind. And all of those amazing ideas deserve real undivided attention So if you can't give them that now without sacrificing the attention that your existing strategies need, then you've got to find a place to put them so you can come back to them. So I want you to give yourself a space that's beautiful and organized so you can store your next big idea. And every time a new strategy or idea comes to mind, put it there. Put your entire stream of consciousness there. Share everything that you want to about that big idea. I'm saying like, If you have an idea of a book in your mind, I want you to share everything that you have flooding into your mind right then and there. Spend as much time as you need to get that idea fully out of your mind. I want you to thank yourself because that's amazing that you came up with that. And I want you to put it aside. And I don't want you to touch it until your next strategy meeting with yourself at the top of the month that we talked about in step number one. And that's when you're going to figure out where you can plug it in and how it fits with the bigger strategy of your business. And this is where then talking about that long-term strategy and midterm strategy comes into play because that idea might not be something that you can do next month, but it might be something that's going to help your business a year down the line. So if you have this awesome idea for an ebook that you want to write, but it doesn't fit into your strategy now, if you can't figure out how it's going to directly relate to getting you more customers tomorrow, but you know that in nine months it's going to be the perfect thing in your big master plan, then you can start slowly building that into your outline. Maybe that means six months from now, you build an outline of that ebook. Maybe it means seven months from now, you start writing it and you start pulling in some of the content that you've already created in other avenues of your business so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Maybe it means at that eighth month mark, you start building a funnel that injects that or incorporates it. Maybe at month nine, you launch it and that's, that's where it fits in. And you can see working back that It's a series of steps, a series of mini strategies leading into this larger strategy that plays into the overall picture of where you want your business to go. 
There is thought and there's intention to every single step that you're taking in your business. And the reason why this bank of ideas is so important is that when you're idle, when you do have free time and you do want to use it for your business, you're not just filling it with busy work. You're filling, you're filling it with productive work. Does that make sense? For me, this whole conversation is all about putting more intention back into your work. Busyness comes out of a lack of clarity around what we need to be doing to make progress. Productivity comes when we know what our goals are and when we have a specific plan for how we will achieve them. So build a strategy, collect data, and set aside specific times when you'll assess how the strategy is going and how you'll adapt, change, or add to it to make more progress. And I want you to know None of this, the reason why we do the strategy session with ourselves every single month is that so we build in time to make changes because none of this is set it and forget it. Your business is a work in progress. Your business is a draft of itself at all times. So when you open up your strategy templates or Excel sheets or Word docs or whatever you use to strategize, When you open that up at the top of the month and you start going through your strategies, I want you to be okay with looking at what did work, what didn't work, and how you can do more of what did, do less of what didn't, and shift up your strategy to leverage those things so that you're productive as much as you possibly can be and that you're spending your time on high leverage activities that are actually giving you meaningful results and doing what they needed to do. The last piece of advice I want to give here, it doesn't fit into my four-step kind of cycle, which I hope you realize by now it's a cycle, right? At the end of the month, you go back to, the, to step one and you do it all over again. But my little bonus tip here is for every single task you put on that list, when you're looking through your strategy and you're figuring out not only those big milestones that you need to achieve, but how you're going to break it down step by step, I want each one of those to, be, to have a goal. I want each one of those tasks to have a specific goal. And remember, that goal should be related to one of two things. I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. It should either be related to providing more value for your client or your customer or generating more revenue. If it's not a goal related somewhere to that, then it doesn't fit into this larger strategic conversation. Now, the last thing I'll say is you might be asking, well, where does all of the other stuff fit in? Where does all the administrative stuff fit in? That is the back end of your business. And while that is really important to keeping your business running and you need to set aside time for that, that isn't strategic work. That's tactical work. So when you're doing these strategy sessions and you're spending your day doing work as the CEO, as the visionary, it is your job first and foremost to be the strategizer and to implement those strategies. Okay, and that's why I say when as soon as you have the time and the money to hire someone else to do the rest of the work that isn't leveraging your skill set as an ideator, as a visionary, as a strategist, do it. That is the best thing that you can do for yourself. But until then, and I get it, we're solopreneurs, until then, you've got to be able to carve out the time for you to strategize and just think. It is not a waste of time to think. In fact, that is some of the hardest work that you do as an entrepreneur is just thinking and strategizing. So whether you need an hour, two hours, three hours, or an entire day at the top of the month to 
build your strategy for the short term, midterm, and long term, I need you to take it and I, and I need you to run with it because that is your job. That is your bread and butter. And as your business grows and expands and as you hire more people, that is ultimately always going to be your work as long as you are the CEO and visionary of your awesome, amazing coaching business. Okay, you guys, that was a lot. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you're loving the podcast, I would be so grateful if you left an honest review so I can reach more aspiring and new coaches who are looking to grow their coaching practice and are in need of some guidance and support while they do it. And as always, I love, love, love putting a face to the ears listening. So find me on Instagram at Forza Collective. That's F-O-R-Z-A Collective. And DM me, letting me know you're a listener. I love hearing about your challenges and successes and supporting you through them. So let's be friends. Don't be a stranger. Uh, And I always put my Instagram handle and other ways that you can reach me into the show notes of every single podcast episode. So if you don't know that, make sure to check them out. I can't wait to hear how you apply these four steps from going busy to productive in your business. So if you want to share, again, find me on, on Instagram, DM me there. Otherwise, I wish you all of the luck in implementing these and taking a little bit of the overwhelm and stress out of your day-to-day so that you can do way more with your precious time and energy. That's all for today. That's everything. Thanks so much for joining me. Can't wait to catch you next time. See you later.